Welcome to Life Mastery for Women, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality with mind mastery, emotional management, and meditation. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I hope I am finding you manifesting with ease. If you are not manifesting with ease, and it is my intention in today's episode that I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. You know, when I first learned about manifesting, I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. I'm like, there's no such thing. This was a long, long time ago. I had an investor meeting with this one gal and I was looking for some investors. I was investing in some real estate and I wanted like to build this investment team. And so I put this ad out uh, online in this online real estate investment club or something. And I ended up meeting this one lady and we met at the bookstore and we had a cup of coffee and we're talking and whatever. And I said, okay, so now we're getting to know each other and she's getting an idea of what I'm doing and how I'm going to be investing in real estate and why I need investors and all that. And then I said, okay, so let's Let's talk about basically the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the money and how you're wanting to invest in this company. And she goes, she goes, well, she goes, I don't have any money right now. She's like, but I'm hoping to manifest some by Friday. And I just stared at her and I'm like, what? I said, what did you say? And she goes, I'm trying to manifest. She goes, you ever heard of the law of attraction? I'm like, no. And she goes, and you ever heard of manifesting? No. And she goes, okay. She goes, well, I'm trying to manifest. I'd like to invest with you uh, $4,000, but I don't have $4,000 right now. So I want to invest that, but I'm going to manifest it by Friday. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I just spent two hours having this conversation with this, with this wacko. And it would be really great if she would have told me that up front because I would have saved myself a bunch of time. Well, what this started is it planted the seed. Now it kind of did two things at once, which I'm sure the story is probably doing something similar is it planted a seed of that's crazy and you're a wacko and huh, is there something to that? So my curiosity pretty much got stifled for a long, long time. And then I heard somebody else made mention the word manifesting. And I just wasn't sure what it meant until I started to look into it. So once later, my life was a little bit in shambles. And I remember and I, I remember telling you guys in other podcasts that the book that fell out on to the, the store um, floor when I was looking for relationship ideas. And that kind of brought me around to, you know, let's look up some, some books that have to do with meditation or manifesting or the law of attraction. And that began my journey to the rabbit hole of spirituality. So when I started thinking about working with energy, things started shifting at lightning speed. I couldn't believe how fast things were moving just by me working at this energetic level. And that's what I'm constantly teaching is once you start moving at this energy level and you start really transforming your life in this way and looking at your life in a different way and your life starts moving, it creates something. It creates confidence. It creates an understanding and it creates speed. (laughs) Confidence, understanding, and speed. And when I say speed, it doesn't mean that your life moves at lightning speed. It just means that 
you get to bring forth the things that you want to experience a whole heck of a lot faster than if you start working on the other side of things, trying to make people do, uh, trying to manipulate the physical world. Because again, just like I said in previous episodes, that's already manifest. The things that are already out in the world, the things that you are, you're already experiencing, the things that you are already um, involved in, circumstances, situations, it's already manifest. So think of those things as the past. What that stuff does is it teaches us to sift through what we don't want. So when things are already made manifest, you're in a crappy relationship, let's say, now you can stand back and go, oh man, I created that. I want to create something different. That's it. That's it. It sounds so simple, but it is. It is so simple. Now, the the hardest part is understanding or kind of equipping yourself with different tools that you can use to be able to manifest, but it really is about standing back and looking at these areas of my life and deciding what do I want, what don't I want, what's working, what's not working. So again, get out your piece of paper, get out your journal, and I want you to write, it's going to be four different pages, or you could do eight if you have a whole bunch, and you're going to write um, uh, health on one page, you're going to write wealth on another page, you're going to write spirituality on one, and you're going to write relationships on another. And then within each category, of course, there's a bunch of subcategories. Like for, for example, relationships. This is your relationship with everybody that you want a relationship with. Okay, so this is your spouse, these are your kids, your mother-in-law, whoever you want a relationship with that's in your life, this is where you write them down. And this is where you get to decide within this piece of paper and in this journal, you say, what's working and what isn't? Oh, well, my relationship with my daughter is really amazing. Great. Write gratitude next to that because you're going to want to continue to perpetuate that energy about that relationship. So you write gratitude, which means now you do, when you do your meditation, you do your mala beads, you um, do your journaling, your gratitude journal is that you are thinking about the things you are grateful for about that relationship. Now you have a relationship that's on the list that isn't going so great, okay? So now you're gonna write work next to it or you're going to write meditate next to it. So that's gonna give you kind of a trigger that says, hey, you know what, I need to do something different about this relationship. Like for my example, the relationship with my mom. So I could write Amy on the list and say gratitude and I'd write mom on there and I would say work. And so I need to work on this relationship. I need to shift my energy so she can show up differently. And then lo and behold, it works. Our common theme that we say, especially in our sister circle, is this shit works. S-H-Y-T-E. This shit works. When we start working at this level, it completely starts shifting our world. More so and quicker than if if I were to go and call my mom and say, you need to start acting differently. And she'd be like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you need to start apologizing and you need to start being happier towards me and nicer towards me. And she would have so much resistance to that if that's what I intended to do. Or I send her a big long email that says, listen, our relationship is crap and I want it to be better. And I think you should start treating me differently and being nicer to me. She'd be like, stop it. Don't talk to me ever again. (laughs) So we have to understand that the stuff that is out in our world is the, are the things that we have to look at and, and make a decision about, do we want this thing or not? Do we want to experience this thing any further or not? 
And if the answer is no, then this is where the work begins. And that work can be really fun. It can be really fun because listen, if it's not fun, nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to do the quote work. Okay. So I have lots of tools and techniques to be able to share with you and how you can bring about change in the areas that you want. So when you, when you look at your list and you see the things that say work next to them, or you see the things that say energy next to them, like I have to start shifting the energy of that thing. This is what you do. You're going to, you maybe even make, if it's important enough to you, you might even use a clean sheet of paper, write that person's name on the top or whatever area. Let's say it's your career. Let's say your career is absolutely in the toilet. You write career on the top of this page. Then what I want you to do, you can do two different things. You have two options. One, you fill up this sheet of paper with all the things that you want about your career. It doesn't actually have to be the details of what the career is. Like I want to be... Uh, I want to be a manager or a CEO of a big corporation. Okay. If you don't know what it actually is, then, then give the details about the environment. I want to work in a team atmosphere, or I want to work outside by myself, or I want to work in a place that pays me really, really well. And I have minimal hours and I get to really shine in my area of expertise. Okay. Now, if you don't know those answers, your other option of doing this work can be something like this. Split the page in half or use two pages if you have a lot. And on one side or on one page, you write all of the things about the relationship or about the career that are not working, the things that you don't like. So say, I don't like that he leaves the toothpaste lid or the toothpaste cap off the toothpaste. I don't like that he leaves the toilet seat up. I don't like that he argues with me. I don't like that he doesn't get along with my mom. I don't like that he doesn't offer to carry in groceries when I get home. I don't like... Um, whatever. I don't, I don't make enough money in my career. I hate my boss. I hate my hours. I hate the long commute. Okay. Then what you do is you go back to that list. So write however many, you write it until it's empty. You write and go and go and go until you can't think of anything else. And even if you repeat things on the list, it's okay. It's okay. Just go dump it, dump it all out, get it all out of your head, get it out of your system. This is some of the most powerful work you will ever do. Okay, you dump it out. Now you go back to that list and you read the, the, the things that were annoying to you, the things that you don't like. And as you read it, you're asking yourself, what would I rather have instead? Well, I would rather he take care of himself and his things. So instead of, I want him to put the, and it could be, I want him to close up the toothpaste. Okay, but you also want him to probably put it away, right? And you want him to clean up the bathroom when he leaves and wipe the water or wipe his shavings out of the sink or hang up the towel so it'll dry or do whatever. So you want him to clean up after himself. Okay, so you want that. Um, I, want, uh, I want a job that's fun. I want to look forward to going to work. I want a team of people that are really positive and uplifting. I want a boss who cares about me. I want to get paid what I'm worth. I want to share my area of expertise. I want to share my ideas. And I want some of my ideas to be implemented. And I want to be the one to help implement them. I want to be in a manager position. So now you're shifting the energy and the focus to what it is that you want. 
when you start doing that, that's when things start shifting. When I made this list and I wrote all these things down about what was annoying about my mom and our relationship and how she would talk to me and how she would react and respond to things. And when she'd want to give me parental advice, she would talk down to me as if I was an idiot and I've never parented, I've never worked with kids in my life. And for 20 years, I worked with kids. And so I told her, I'm like, I don't mind that you give me advice. It's how you give me the advice. That's fine that you want to, you see something that I'm doing that could be corrected. I'm okay to receive new information. I had this brand new teenager in, living in my house um, and it was just he and I. And I'm like kind of at wit's end about some of the stuff that, that we were going through together. But anyway, so she saw some things to correct, but her, she was like so over the top with her, her words that she used. And she was like, you should be ashamed of yourself you know, for how you, how you were talking to him. And I'm like, how was I talking to him? And she goes, well, I'm not going to say it again. I'm like, oh my God, like, what are you talking about? Like, what did I say? Like, I absolutely love this kid. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Anyway, it never came out. That was several years ago. It's like almost, it was 12 years ago. And I'm like, I don't, ha I still to this day have no idea what she was talking about. I don't remember ever talking bad to him or talking down to him. So I have no idea how it caught me or how it landed on her or, but she won't even talk about it. So anyway, but we did talk about it. She gives me lots of parental advice and she gives me lots of ideas and it falls on me in a really nice, um, constructive way. Okay. It's not criticism and it's not, I should be ashamed of myself. I'm like, well, if I did do something bad, then of course I would be ashamed of myself. I wouldn't want to be, but of course, I mean, I want to talk to him nicely, you know, and I'm trying to guide him as he's a, you know, a, a 15 and 16 year old. I said, but please give me some advice, but man, do it in a way that's constructive. So anyway, so when I was writing my list and I went back and I'm looking at this list, what I wanted was the same or a similar relationship that Amy has with her mom. They have a friendship. They have moved out of this mother-daughter type relationship, though of course that's always there, of course. But it's really a relationship that is based on friendship. And that's what I wanted. That's what, what the piece was missing. My mom and I weren't friends. So then I would take my mala beads out. Okay, so now, now we have the list. Okay, so now let's move on to a couple of the steps. I would take my mala beads out. And if you don't know what mala beads are, go to the meditation room, tc.com. That's our storefront. That's our online store. And you go up into the search and you can type in mala beads. And they're basically a beaded necklace made of different gemstones and materials. There's 108 beads. And you can use these beads uh, similar to a rosary, except you can use whatever you want for each bead. You can say mantras. You can say sentences, whatever your desire is, um, and that helps you to focus. That was the beginning of my meditative practice was with mala beads, and they are absolutely magical. So if you don't have a set, I suggest you go to our storefront, The Meditation Room, T as in Tom, C as in Cat, TC, because we live in Traverse City, TC.com, and, um, and order a pair. They're absolutely phenomenal when it comes to beginning your meditation practice and extremely, extremely powerful. So I would get out my mala beads and in my workshop is what I call it. When I begin to work on energy like this, I get into my, my space, my meditative space. I light some incense. 
I organize my space by cleaning it. I'm setting things out. I have chakra stones. I have incense. I have statues. I have all these beautiful things in my meditation space because it feels amazing to be there. And all of these items help it to help my mind to create the space that, okay, we're going to go here and we're getting into this meditative practice and we're going to get into this meditative state. So I'm conditioning my mind within this meditative space. And so I go into this meditative space, I get my journal out where I have my list of these things of, of what I'm trying to create with my mom. And basically I see in there that the, the main thread that was running through the list is I want to be friends with my mom. And, um, so now what I do is I create a scene. I use my visualization skills. I create a scene in my mind that is all about me and my mom. If we were friends and we had this kind of a relationship, what would we be doing? Where would we be? How would we be interacting with each other? And I created the scene in my mind and I played the scene over and over and over and over again until I could feel viscerally the relationship as if it was happening on the physical level. So I could feel it. I could feel as if I was sitting in this coffee shop with my mom, having a drink, having a piece of pie, and really engaging in conversation and laughing. Like my mom has an amazing laugh. I absolutely love her laugh. And so I always love to tell stories that make her laugh. And she laughs really easily too. And so I loved that about her. I loved that about her. And that was in part of my thing. It's like, I want to have this engaging conversation where we can have deep and meaningful conversations, but we can have really light and fun conversations. So this was part of my visual. And so I'm thinking of this visual while I'm like feeling into it. I'm really adding sounds and I can taste the coffee or I can taste the, the pie and I can... I can see her, what she's wearing and how she looks sitting across the table from me and I can hear her laughter and I can hear the conversations and the chatter around us and the other people that are in the coffee shop and all of these things that all those do is contribute to the emotional impact. Like I'm trying to create this emotional sensation because that deepens, it deepens the visual for sure, but it deepens the energy level of the thing I'm trying to create. If I just put it in the thought energy, it's not enough oomph to get it going. It's like you don't have enough money on the stamp to get it to go to the mail. So that's the thought energy. Thought energy is very weak and it doesn't go very far. It's the emotional energy that really carries it farther and deeper into the universe to help it create into the physical world. So as I do that, I set the stage, I have this visual that's create. I can feel it viscerally. I have a big smile on my face. I have tears in my eyes. Then I begin my meditation. Now I quiet my mind. I get into this comfortable position in my meditation chair. I'm sitting upright. I'm sitting calmly. My incense is burning. Maybe I have some music playing in the background. And I'm picturing this vision. And I'm using my mala beads. And every single bead all the way around, I'm saying thank you for this friendship. I'm saying thank you for this friendship. Every single, every single round, every single bead, all the way around. By the time I get to the end, I don't feel any doubt that my mom and I can have this type of relationship. Not a single piece of doubt. Now, that is the clue that it worked. That's the clue. I get out of this meditation, and I have a big smile on my face. Tears are streaming down my face. And I know for a fact 
that my mom and I are going to have this type of relationship. I know for a fact there is no other proof that I need than that. I don't need anyone to tell me. I don't need anyone to call me. I don't need to ask more questions. I don't need to buy a book. I don't need to do anything else because I know for a fact that we're going to have that relationship. And not five minutes later, my mom calls me on the phone and we have the, the longest, sweetest conversation we ever had in a long, long time. I have a very similar story when I was trying to get the job managing a chiropractic office. And I had had this interview with this, the doctor. He, we, um, we, our son Brandon in the autism special ed program, one of the ladies who runs the autism program was, ended up being a good friend of ours. Anyway, her husband is this chiropractor. And so I go and have the interview. It went really, really well. And that was like Thursday. So Friday, he's like, you know, I'll probably call you tonight. And I said, you can call me anytime, all weekend, whatever you want. I was really excited. It went really well. I was almost positive I was going to get it. Friday, no call. Saturday, no call. Sunday comes around and I'm starting to get really nervous and really doubtful that I'm going to get this job. I'm like, why hasn't he called me? Like we left, we're like best friends. And we le I left the job and I'm like, or I left the interview and I'm like, dude, where are you? You know, how come you're not calling me? And so I'm like, oh, that's right. I have to do the work. And I get into my meditative state. I create that that visual and I ran through the visual and I did my mala beads and I wanted this job and it was mine and I had you know whatever affirmation I was using and being in this visual what I was going to say to Amy how excited I was going to be I came out of the visual and immediately felt doubt okay I'm going to go back in I go back into the visual I go back in the meditative state I do it again I come out I feel doubt man okay back in let's do it again and I did it longer I did it better I was I was like really adding uh, action and sounds and I added I brought Amy like she like I was I just got off the phone with him this was part of my visual I got off the phone with him he asked me if I wanted to take the job I said yes I was so excited I hang up the phone and Amy is pulling into the driveway with the boys and I run down the sidewalk I'm like I got it I got it that was my visual now I come out of this meditation I don't feel doubt and I'm not kidding the phone rang I immediately knew that it was him I flip over my phone and I answer it, and it was so tempting to say, what's up, Doc? But I didn't. Answer the phone, and I'm like, hello? And he goes, tells me his name, tells me his thing. He's like, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm calling you, and Jen, you know, whatever. And he's like, I'd like to offer you this position. I'm like, yeah, sweet, whatever. And so then I'm, he's like, I, you know, I'd like, if you can, you know, whatever, come in, the, you know, whatever the schedule is. Come in Wednesday at 2 o'clock, whatever. And then not kidding, I hang up, and Amy pulls in the driveway with the boys, and I run through the kitchen and out the door, up the sidewalk, and I was like, oh my God, I got the job. She rolled the window down, and we're all so excited, just like my visual. That's how fast your life can shift. It's happened to me. It happens all the time. I love these synchronicities because I get to be in the driver's seat of my life. And I hope that you will join me coming up. We have sister calls. We have July and August. We're going to be talking about manifesting. We're going to talk about manifesting through the chakras, as you've already heard through uh, the last uh, episodes. And we're going to be talking about how we manage ourselves and our mind in this meditative state. How do we do it? And how do we manage ourselves through the doubt or the fear that tends to creep up if you aren't doing it right? We have to go back in and do it again. We're going to start working through these limiting beliefs. We're going to start working through all of these obstacles that can definitely derail you from achieving your dreams. 
you can be the driver in your own life. You can be. You can be in the back seat if you want. You can even sleep at the wheel. Or you can be the driver and you really can live your life all the way to the top. You can start to begin to live up to your potential. More potential than what you might be giving right now. So I encourage you and I invite you to check us out, Lady Rising, on the Facebook page. Join our sister calls and be a part of the community of support so you can get the support that you need so you're not falling behind, you're not missing out, and you're going to be sharing your success with the rest of the group all while you get the support that you need from me and the rest of the sisters. If you liked this episode and you look forward to future episodes and are really looking for a community to help support you with implementing the tools that we're talking about in this podcast, please consider joining our online sister community called Lady Rising on Facebook, where we focus on that spiritual support and connection, just like in today's episode. I hope you'll join us. Go to Facebook, type in Lady Rising, and tell me you came in through the podcast.